0: This week on Dueling Review... no man. Rodrigo already reviewed Green Hornet number one that you guys requested that we do. So I guess that... No, no, I guess we can't also do Wicked Things number three because Ingrid already did that one as a review. What the heck are we going to do this week? On Dueling Review... Oh, Matthew, 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 sometimes our reviewers at Major Spoilers just give me all sorts of headaches. Man, Especially when you we know. say, pay attention to the calendar, everybody. Pay attention to the calendar because, you know, we got podcasts to do and we don't want to steal anyone else's stuff. And, yeah. you know, Rodrigo was there. And I was like, oh, okay, we can we can let this one go because we do have this backup. Right. And then Ingrid was like, okay, here's my review this week. And I was like... And she'd already written it up and already submitted it. So it was just like, well, I really can't say no, we're not accepting this. Go back and do it again. Because right. she's actually more familiar with the, um, the Wicked Things book than I am. Right. So I would have had to read the previous book. She's read the whole series. so right. she's All, all I know about
1: Wicked Things is, I don't want to fall in love. Sorry. What the Chris heck Isaac was won't. that? That was me singing Chris Isaacs, Wicked Things. What was? What a th- wicked thing to do.
0: Uh, Let me dream uh,
1: of you. And I. That's mm, the song. You've heard I know the song. that's the
0: song, but that is. Wow.
1: That's exactly how it goes.
0: I mean, I mean, those are the words that they do. Yes. Yes. Those are the words to they song.
1: That's how uh, that's how it goes.
0: I'm. I'm pretty sure that that oh my have you oh not been my. sending
1: my audio to the chat
0: uh, yeah now they can hear you well, they well, didn't went, get to hear me sing good I am saving them and, and I should edit this out for all hey, of our, our people who will be listening to this I'm, I really apologize for that also if you want to up. listen to amazing. if you want to listen to uh, Dueling Review live 8 o'clock p.m. Thursday nights 8 o'clock p.m. central time I should say Then you need to get your behind over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. And you need to sign up at the silver level or higher. Then you get access to our Discord server. And then that unlocks a bunch of secret rooms just for patrons, including our dueling review live stream uh, room that we have there, which, again, we record the show live to them, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, Thursday nights. So, uh, I... So, yeah. I guess we need to review some things, but we really, because, yeah. you know, we can't really review things because nobody, those were the only two books that people voted for this week right. over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And so I don't, I don't I, I don't know what we can do. How well, about, well, I, I do have something. I, so here's something that I think maybe we can do some individual reviews. Okay. Um, so I have been reviewing. Yeah, I think most people know that I go through Audible and I burn through books at an incredible rate. Uh, at one don't point, don't say burn books. You you read them quickly. Yes, I read them so quickly that if these were actual pages, they would light on fire because I'm turning those pages so fast. Um, most years I'm through 72 books. Uh, easily by the end of the year. This year won't be that way because there was a time where I had basically stopped doing my walks in the day when pandemic started. Um, but now that I'm starting those back up and I'm going through books again, I have come across a series that's been sitting in my library for a while. I guess the first time I opened it up and and was going through it, I didn't like how the first chapter started of the very first book of the series. So I kind of set it aside Uh, But then I've picked it up again, and I'm actually kind of really enjoying it. It's the Superpowers series from Drew Hayes. Now, the easiest way to explain this is Harry Potter meets superpowers. You know, it's the magical school. It's the, hey, you're a wizard, Harry. You've got superpowers. But in this case, in this world, there are three types of people. You have humans, right? You and me, the regular peeps. Then you have uh, super-powered people. Your, they your call supermans. them the supers. Yeah, they call them the supers. You've got your supermans, you know, your titans, yeah. uh, your, yeah. your zeros. Then you have people that are called powereds. And powereds are people who have superpowers, but they're not able to control them. And so they are kind of looked on as freaks of society or lesser people of society. People tend to want to avoid them when they can and so we meet five characters who were powered, but then they went through a procedure that that allowed them to control their powers and now that they are supers they are now going to um, uh, this college where they are going through the hero certification program the the uh, HCP where right. maybe if they can qualify over the course of four years they might be able to become you know superheroes people that are legitimate heroes, kind of like Mr. Incredible or uh, what happened with with the, uh, the heroes when they become government sanctioned, so that protects them for liabilities all these kinds of things mm-hmm. so you get that kind of vibe for it uh, two girls, three guys uh, and then all of their friends, and this is a four book series, plus a spin-off that looks at one of the kids' uh, fathers in a little bit more detail, uh, I just finished, like literally before we sat down to record I just finished year two of the series, and A couple of people have already mentioned that this is kind of more YA and it might be, Um, but I mean, it's, it's college age. So I'm sure that there are some young adults that are interested in knowing about what college is like. Uh, Certainly Drew Hayes. I've read a couple of his other books in the past. Um, There, there are incidents where there are some sexual things, uh, you know, where people get it on They're college students. They're horny. They're going to, you know, do those things. He does a really good job of toning that down. To where it's like his hands touched her or her fingers ran across his chest. And that's about all you get. It doesn't go into detail. If, if for those of our listeners who have read um, Harry Dresden, and of course, you know, unfortunately, I started this superpowered uh, uh, first book at this almost the same time when the new Harry uh, Dresden files book dropped. Uh, and so now I'm in the middle of this series and I want to get to Harry Dresden, but I want to finish these other two books before I get to that. <laughs> um, the Dresden files has a lot more intense sexual scenes in it. Right. Um, So you've got that. Uh, Each of the kids has a little secret background that nobody really knows about. um, And they're trying to compete against all these other people. The first book was really interesting as it ends because, and a little bit of a spoiler, by the end of the book, uh, they have to keep the fact that they were former powers, you know, secret. They can't let anyone know, but their secret comes out. So by the end of the book, it becomes a very strong allegory for uh, segregation in schools. Uh, In that here are powers or superpowers or supers who don't want powers at their school. And uh, there is some some similar tone in uh, maybe the lesson you're supposed to learn out of that book. Unfortunately, uh, from what I can tell, all the kids, all of our main characters are white. uh, So that's kind of a little bit of a setback. Also, this book, even though it has uh, several female characters, I don't think it passes the Becknell test very well. Hmm. That's um, always a bummer. I mean, and not in a bad way, right? The, the one of the, the main character is very overprotective of everyone, uh, but specifically women. So that can be seen as kind of a, a downside, even though the women are very strong in and of themselves. A lot of the conversations that girls have have to do with the other people in their class, often male. Uh, and I don't think in the two books that I've really come across any kind of serious conversations between two female Uh, characters that are not um, that somehow a guy is not brought up into the conversation, not in terms of sexual or otherwise, but just there's not really a point where two girls are having a really good heart to heart conversation. Anytime those kinds of things happen, it tends to, and we pan away to another chapter. Right. Um, But, but overall I still am enjoying this series. I just finished the, uh, like I said, the second book in the series where a major revelation has dropped and uh, one of the main characters is now gone from the book, uh, from the series. Although I think he'll still be around, but he's no longer part of the school. Oh, a little bit of a spoiler because I said he. Um, hey. Yeah, well, uh, the characters there. So here's all the powers that they have. One person has the about uh, power to absorb all forms of energy and then turn that back around. So like we meet Vince and he is the um, he absorbs power, so he's like he can suck up fire and then he can turn around and use that to. Uh, shoot fire okay uh there is uh mary who is uh telekinesis telekinetic uh there is nick who has the power of luck there's alice who has um the ability to fly and then there is roy and herschel daniels uh herschel has the ability to shift into his other brother Roy they have two distinct personalities share the same body uh, and Roy is super it's
1: brother Roy this my other brother Roy well
0: Roy is got a very hickish you know uh attitude he's uh yeah and um yeah and so it's 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 interesting book i'm going to finish all of the books in the series and uh hopefully i have a good positive outlook on the other side i did look at book 3 uh book 2 was 25 hours long which Holy I f- I started on Saturday and just finished today. Yeah, 25 hours. you think that's that's long. Book three: 4one hours. That is that's... That is almost as long as oil from Upton Sinclair, which I hated, by the way. <laughs> and then I'm looking at uh, Superpowered's Year four. It is, let's see, one, two, three. So 27, 37, 47, it's 60 hours long. Wow. For book four. Uh That's so if you're if you're looking hours. for something in the vein of if you like that that kids at school doing things to survive and going through uh difficulties, you might want and you want a super-powered version of that instead of magic school version of that, uh, superpowers right. might be the way to to go. Um I kind of wish there was a little bit more editing to this because there are certain scenes and conversations between like tertiary characters that really have no bearing on any other part of the story, except that I wanted these characters to be able to say this part. So the reader kind of understood where they stood in the whole powers versus superpowers community. But really, those things could have been instead of taking up, you know, a whole chapter could have been done in, you know, just a a real quick paragraph. Right. Right. Uh, the name of the series, uh, Toss the Halfling is asking in our in our chat, is called Super Powered's from Drew Hayes. H-A-Y-E-S. It's, uh, the book two came out in 2016, uh, so it's relatively new series. Uh, I got mine on Audible, but of course, if you want to read the physical book, uh, you could probably get that through the link over at Amazon.com. Uh, the link over at major spoilers.com to Amazon.com. You could pu- purchase the book in digital form or through Audible because Audible is owned by Amazon. It's not going to cost you anything extra. A little bit comes back our way and certainly helps. So right now, after being done with book two, I'm giving this like out of five, I give this a solid four slices of meatloaf. It's got its problems, but what bit of literature doesn't? <laughs> right? There aren't many. Yeah. So I don't know. Have, have, are you familiar with this series, Matthew?
1: No, I'd never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It sounds interesting. It sounds like something, you know, that would fit into that same sort of vein. I think if I was 12 or 14, I might terribly be interested in it.
0: You might be interested in it as a, as a person who is in your age, too. I don't know.
1: It's, I'm super
0: old, though. I yeah, mean, but you can still live vicariously through the lives of uh, teenagers. or no, I shouldn't say teenagers because these are all... I, I guess they are 18, 18, 19 in these books because they're underage and there's a large portions of the book where drinking alcohol does come in, come into play. And, uh, and, uh, you know, knowing which bars don't card and, and fake IDs and that kind of stuff. But the concept of the world that drew Hayes has set up is pretty cool. And I kind of dig that. So, uh, people might want to go check that out. Nice. Uh, you got your thinking cap on Matthew.
1: I got a thinking cap on.
0: I don't know how many of these we're going to be able to get through. What superhero was born with the curse of Kordax? Kordax? K-O-R-D-A-X.
1: My first thought is Aqualad, because his purple eyes. Um,
0: so you've got Ghost Rider, Captain Marvel, Aquaman, and Hawkman.
1: Then it's Aquaman. He was blonde.
0: Yes, correct. Uh, What supervillain was created when uh, Emil Blonsky accidentally exposed himself to a concentrated burst of gamma rays?
1: The Abomination.
0: The Abomination. You can hear the ding in the back. What Chester Gould character made his first appearance in the Detroit Free Press on October 4th, 1931?
1: Uh, Dick Tracy.
0: This is supposedly the hardest um, trivia (laughs) contest.
1: Let's go, baby.
0: What superhero grew up on the planet Tamaran? Starfire. Edward Jarvis serves as a butler. Oh, my God, what? Edward Jarvis Edwin. serves as the butler to what super team?
1: The Avengers.
0: Which of the following superheroines is inhabited by the soul of an ancient Egyptian princess after attempting suicide?
1: Uh, that would be Kendra Saunders, Hawkgirl. Technically, the third Hawkgirl.
0: Yes. Who was the first costume superhero?
1: Ooh, that's a very complicated question.
0: I'll give you the choices. Crimson Avenger, okay. the Phantom, Superman, or Arrow? Well,
1: none of them, uh, but of those, the Crimson Avenger, the clock predates no, the Crimson Avenger.
0: No, not the Crimson Avenger.
1: No, Mister Crimson Avenger. It was the Phantom. Okay,
0: no. The first fictional hero to wear a skin-tight costume, which has become a hallmark of comic book superheroes, he first appeared in the Daily Newspaper strip February 17th, 1936. At his peak, the strip was read over by 100 million people daily.
1: Okay. Who is Elvis
0: Presley's favorite superhero?
1: Captain Marvel. Or Captain Marvel Jr.
0: Captain Marvel Jr. We do have to be specific on that. What year was the first modern comic book printed?
1: Ooh. Would you like to give me the choices? Um, 38,
0: 38, 38, 25, 33, or 17.
1: That's actually my wife's measurements. (laughs) I'm going to say 33.
0: Correct. Uh, Who is Luke Cage's best friend and longtime partner in crime fighting?
1: Daniel Rand, the Iron Fist.
0: Correct. Let's go to page two. This is like 100 points. What super team includes a sentient tree-like creature?
1: Uh, Probably they're thinking of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but there's more than one.
0: What superhero gained his power after being exposed to the Orb of Ra? Metamorpho. T'Challa, the king of Wakanda, is also known as what superhero?
1: The Black
0: Panther. What building served as the original headquarters for the Fantastic Four? Uh,
1: The Baxter building.
0: Uh, who is Scar?
1: Scar is the son of the Hulk. Uh,
0: by Which of the following heroes like... is not a member of the magically powered Sentinels of Magic? Dr. Fate, <laughs> Dr. Strange, Raven, or Zatanna?
1: Well, Dr. Strange is from the other universe, so I'm going to go with him.
0: Which Green Lantern came first? <laughs> Jon Stewart, <laughs> Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, or Alan Scott? Alan Scott. Steven Who once had... served as Tony Stark's personal assistant? Jane Foster, Jean Grey, uh, Mary Jane Watson, or Carol Danvers?
1: I'm sorry, what was the question?
0: Who once served as Tony Stark's personal assistant?
1: Mary Jane Waterbuffalo.
0: Who is the Scarlet Witch's twin brother?
1: Uh, Quicksilver.
0: What character teamed up with a different hero in almost every issue of The Brave and the Bold? Batman. All right, so far you've only missed one. Uh, what I've member of one. the Inhumans did Johnny Storm date? Crystal. What is the best selling comic book of all time? X Men number one, Superman uh, 75, Amazing Spider Man 583, or Batman 428?
1: I'm going to go with X Men number one.
0: Correct. Uh, what German American psych- uh, psychiatrist warned in 1954 that comic books are a serious cause of juvenile delinquency?
1: Dr. Frederick Wertham.
0: Who is Plastic Man's sidekick?
1: Uh, there are several. Probably they're thinking of Woozy Winks.
0: What superhero team has She-Hulk not been a member of? Now, again, this is probably (laughs) David. Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Fantastic Four, or S.H.I.E.L.D.?
1: Uh, Oh, that's a good one. I think at this point, Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Yep. Uh, What is the name of Doctor Strange's home in Greenwich Village?
1: The Sanctum Sanctorum?
0: What color was the Hulk when he was first originally introduced?
1: That's racist, dog. Um, Gray.
0: What is the first comic book to feature a recurring character, The Adventures of Tintin, uh, Ali Sloper's Half Holiday, Max and Moritz, or uh, Mistroni de M.
1: Can you say that last one again?
0: Historie de M. Virbois.
1: Je veux Um. Jeez, was Tintin that early?
0: Uh, it would have been pre World War II, but probably not that early.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Tintin because that's the only one that you pronounced.
0: Nope. Uh, Allie Sloper's Half Holiday, British comic magazine, first published in May 1884. It featured Allie Sloper, a Mm -hmm. a blustery, lazy schemer, often found sloping through alleys to avoid his landlord and other creditors, and is considered by most comic historians to be the first comic strip magazine to feature a recurring character. Nice. Captain Leonard McKenzie fathered what superhero? Uh,
1: Namor McKenzie, the Submariner.
0: Which of the following heroes is not a founding member of the X-Men? Iceman, Wolverine, Beast, or Marvel Girl? Wolverine. All right. Page four. What is Zeitgeist's superpower?
1: Zeitgeist has acid vomit.
0: Uh, he can vomit on command is what I'm guessing you're wanting to say. It's acid. Yep. He can vomit acid. What is She-Hulk's acid. day job?
1: She-Hulk's day job is an attorney.
0: Uh, what newspaper does Peter Parker work for?
1: Uh, the Daily Bugle.
0: What is Moira Metagart's Mutant Research Lab located? Or sorry, where is it located? Muir Island. Why did Michael Jackson try to buy Marvel Comics in the 1990s? He wanted to sell all the characters to DC. Uh, they wouldn't let him write comics. He wanted to play Spider-Man in a movie, or he wanted to publish a Michael Jackson comic book. C. He wanted to play Spider-Man in a movie, correct? Yeah. Uh Patrick O'Brien is the secret identity of what superhero?
1: Plastic Man.
0: What was the very first graphic novel? Uh, the New Mutants, Watchmen, A Contract with God, or Black Mark, The Mind Demons?
1: I want to say mm, eh, A Contract with
0: God. Correct. What supervillain is the half brother of the chameleon?
1: Uh, Craven the Hunter.
0: What is Kitty Pride's superpower?
1: Cuteness. And or intangibility.
0: Okay, can walk through walls. What does the K in Modoc stand for?
1: Kickball. Killing.
0: Okay, so far only missed two. Who was Reed Richards' roommate in college? Ben Grimm. What what characters were originally designed for the Legion of Superheroes spinoff series? Hawk Girl and Zatanna, Starfire and Cyborg, Storm and Nightcrawler, or Martian Manhunter, and Black Canary.
1: Storm and Nightcrawler.
0: Legion Superhero spin spinoff series,
1: yeah. Dave okay. Cockrum created Storm and Nightcrawler uh, as a when he was working on Legion. Oh, that's and right. You he remember talked about, from Legion He, that he, he abruptly uh, left Marvel.
0: Yep. Who created the Vision?
1: Uh, Roy Thomas and John Buscema.
0: Um, you know, in in the comics. Oh, Ultron. What <laughs> character was originally created as a multimedia cross promotion between Casablanca Records and Marvel Comics? Dazzler. Who is Bruce Banner's cousin?
1: Jennifer Walters, the She-Hulk.
0: What is the name of Kingpin's skyscraper?
1: Oh, Fisk Towers.
0: What witch served as nanny to Franklin Richards, the son of Mr. Fantastic, and the Invisible Woman?
1: Which which? witch? Agatha Harkness.
0: Agatha Harkness. Which of the following super teams is based in Canada?
1: The Alpha Flight?
0: Probably. Squadron Supreme, Ultra Force, Defenders, or Alpha Flight.
1: Alpha Flight.
0: What is the first? What was first introduced in Detective Comics twenty nine?
1: Hmm. Let's see.
0: Choice, huh? uh, you want choices, or you just want to try to get guess? Choice me. Uh, Batman's me utility see. belt, the Batarang, Robin, or the Batmobile.
1: I think Batarang.
0: Oh.
1: Ooh, I heard the beep. beep. Yep. Was it the Batmobile?
0: No, two strikes. Oh.
1: Well, it's not Robin, so it's whatever the other one. It is. was the utility belt. The futility belt. Who
0: played the Joker in the 1960s Batman television series?
1: Cesar Romero.
0: Okay. Uh, What is Green Lantern's weakness? Girls. (laughs) Coldness, women, darkness, or the color yellow?
1: (laughs) B and D, but probably primarily D.
0: Who played Lex Luthor in the original 1978 Superman movie?
1: Uh, Gene Hackman.
0: Which of the following does Batman not carry in his utility belt? Reading glasses... A backup costume, shark repellent, or a crayon? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is where it gets hard, man. Which of the I following guess this is tough one. does Batman well, okay. not carry in his utility belt? Reading glasses. I know he has a costume. A backup costume, shark repellent, or mm-hmm. a crayon. Or as some people call it, a crown.
1: A crayon?
0: You're going to say a crayon? I am. Oh, incorrect. Oh.
1: Reading glasses.
0: Correct. Because he's got perfect vision.
1: Got it. Oh, I remember. Yeah, he has a crayon in case he has to ride underwater.
0: Yep. Which member of the Green Lantern Corps is essentially a giant head with arms and legs?
1: (laughs) Oh, God. What is that guy's name? Uh, Hang on.
0: You want the Uh, answers or you want to try to guess?
1: Okay. Give me the... the, Wait. Yeah, you better give me the options.
0: Chip, Uh Abensur, Larvox, or Gallius Uh Zed?
1: Kellius Zed.
0: What writer-artist has the longest consecutive run on a single comic book? Chris Claremont, Kurt Swan, Stan Lee, or Dave Sim?
1: Writer-artist? Yep. Dave Sim.
0: What teenager did Bruce Banner save from a gamma bomb?
1: Uh, Rick Jones.
0: What was the Super Friends headquarters called?
1: The Hall of Justice.
0: What full-size dinosaur does Batman keep in the Batcave?
1: It's a Tyrannosaurus.
0: What trophy from the back cave first appeared in world's finest number 30?
1: The giant penny.
0: Okay, what is the first appearance of. What was the first appearance of Countess von Blood?
1: Countess von Blood?
0: Uh, Charlton Bullseye number one, Scary Tales number one, Tales of Horror number one, or Midnight Tales number one? Hmm.
1: Uh, wait, what are my options?
0: Charlton Bullseye number one. Scary Tales. No, that's not it. Scary Tales number one. That's made up. Tales of Horror number one. Uh Uh-huh. Midnight Tales number one.
1: Scary Tales.
0: Wrong. Eh. Is your, what, fourth or fifth mistake?
1: I think it's fifth.
0: Not Tales of Horror. Not Midnight Tales. So instead, Charlton Bullseye.
1: Seriously? That's just made up.
0: What star of the Partridge family had his own comic book?
1: David uh, Partridge. What's his name? Cassidy. Sean Cassidy's big brother.
0: David Cassidy. Yeah, him. What U.S. president appears in The Amazing Spider-Man 583?
1: Uh, Barack Obama.
0: What writer created Red Sonia? R-
1: Roy Thomas.
0: Correct. Incorrect. Really? You've got Robert E. Howard. Barry Windsor-Smith, or Edgar Rice Burroughs? Uh,
1: I think they're going for Robert E. Howard. Correct. I don't think that Robert E. Howard is correct if they're talking about the Red Sonja that we're talking about.
0: though. Red Sonja, civil, uh, She-Devil with a Sword, was created by Robert E. Howard in 1934 short story The Shadow of the Vulture. She has since gone on to appear in comic book published by Marvel and Dynamite, where she's usually depicted in a very brief-scale armor bikini. Although, uh, to but, be fair, I will agree with um, Matthew, it's but, a different spelling. Which yes, character was a- not a founding member of the Defenders? Luke Cage, Namor, Doctor Strange or Hulk? Luke Cage. What color DJ is Dijon Robin's 60. Cape? Yeller. What is Archie what is Archie character Jughead's real name?
1: Forsyth P. Jones.
0: What's the P stand for?
1: Um I don't remember.
0: All right. You got that right, but I'm I'm not gonna take away one of your mistakes. Penelope. Uh, I was going to give you a. I was going to give you a pass on that. So instead of missing five, you could have missed four. What superhero oh, has I a do. girlfriend named Beverly Switzer? Switzler. Sorry.
1: Uh, Howard the Duck.
0: Which uh, incarnation of the Black Knight was a longtime member of the Avengers? Sir Percy. Jane of Whitman. Okay. What hero is a vagrant in the real world but a powerful hero in the outback? The Max. Richie Rich first appeared in what comic book? Hmm. Need some help?
1: Yeah, what are my options?
0: Little Dot number one, Baby Huey number one, Uh Casper the Friendly Ghost number one, or Richie Rich number one?
1: I'm going to say Richie, no. No, wait. Who's the fat girl? (laughs)
0: Little Dot. Little Lotta? Little Dot.
1: No, Little... Oh, Little little Dot. But
0: her sister, sister Little Lotta, is the big one, yeah.
1: Oh, well, then I'll go with Dot.
0: You're going to go with little dot? Correct.
1: Yeah, because I thought it was a little lot of...
0: Yeah. Uh, page eight. The son of page Superman. Eight. In Son of Superman, who is Superman's son?
1: <laughs> and I said, what about... Uh, son of Superman. What are my options?
0: Uh, Jim Kent, John Kent, Jack mm-hmm. Kent, or Judd mm-hmm. Kent?
1: John Kent?
0: What member of the Avengers is brother to the supervillain Thanos? Star Fox. What member of the Avengers enslaved the entire planet of Babani? Uh, Babani. Yes. What Bob member of the Avengers Bonnie. enslaved the entire planet of Babani? Mantis, uh, Moon Dragon, Thor, or Silver Surfer?
1: Moon Dragon.
0: Which character was not a member of the Greek Great? Uh, it says Greek Lake Avengers, but I think they mean Great Lake Avengers.
1: <laughs> I think the Greek Lake Avengers would be great.
0: Uh, Squirrel Girl, Monkey Joe, Triplicate Girl, or Flatman?
1: Triplicate Girl.
0: What character first appeared in Casper the Friendly Ghost number 20? Hot Stuff Mm -hmm. the Little Devil, Richie Rich, Baby Huey, or Wendy the Good Little Witch? I think Wendy. What character marries Luke Cage?
1: Jessica Jones.
0: What was the first comic book with a variant cover? Uh, we have, Ever? Sp- uh, you have We've got the choices of Spawn number one, the Man of Steel number one, X Men number one, or Superman 75.
1: Man of Steel number one. That was 86.
0: Yep. Uh, who was the original Human Torch?
1: Uh, he was an android named Jim Hammond.
0: Who killed Electra? Bullseye. Who is Norrin Rad?
1: Norin Rad is the Silver Surfer.
0: Okay, page nine.
1: His friends call him Totally.
0: What Teen Titan has a Demon Father?
1: Demon father. Raven.
0: The mercenary anti-hero Lobo, Lobo first appeared in what comic book? The Omega Men. Number seven, I believe. Omega uh, Man number three. Mm. So you actually kind of pushed your luck. I have to count that as a mistake. Oh, Even though Omega you got Omega Men right, you went ahead and tried to tried to get too close to the sun and mm. ended up getting a wrong answer. Uh, what? So you're up to like five or six. What artist penciled the first appearance of Beta Ray Bill? Todd McFarlane, John Byrne, Bill Sienkiewicz, or Walt Simonson?
1: couldn't remember his last name. I'm like, what was his first? Walt Simonson.
0: What superhero first appeared in the pages of Mad Magazine? The Tick, Super Duperman, Man, Fart Man, or Blunt Man?
1: Super Duper Man.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. What is the that name of the... I like that one. If, if anybody wants to go track down the Super Duper Man stuff, it's really good. Uh, what was yeah. the name of the Silver Surfer's lover? Lover.
1: Shalabow.
0: Shalabow.
1: Uh, what, archaeologist, what, up,
0: what archaeologist was teleported to the planet Ron or ran through the Zeta Beam?
1: Adam Strange.
0: Uh, who was not a founding member of the New Mutants? Cannonball, Karma, Sunspot, or Magma?
1: Magma. She joined in issue 14.
0: I'm going to have to count you down again. You're, you're trying no. to show off too much. No. Magma, a mutant with the no. ability to generate lava, debuted in New Mutants number eight.
1: Yes, but she didn't join until issue 14.
0: Doesn't matter. That's her first appearance. It
1: does matter. I will physically fight you. I didn't say it was her first appearance. I said she joined in issue 14. Mm. Why are Mm. you attacking me?
0: Mm. Hyperion, Nighthawk, and the Wizard are all members of what superhero team?
1: The Squadron Supreme and or Squadron Sinister.
0: What superhero team can join together using the technology of a mother box to summon the powerful hero known as the Infinity Man?
1: The Forever People.
0: What superhero is Big Barta Barta married to? (laughs) Mr. Miracle. Final. What superhero was a star quarterback at Gotham University?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are my choices?
0: (laughs) Well, you have Nightwing, Booster Gold, Uh Blue Beetle, or Batman. Batman? You're going to go with Batman?
1: Was he a star quarterback? He Uh, sounded like a star quarterback.
0: Nope, he was not. Are you sure? Yep. I mean, Booster was a star quarterback. Booster Gold was indeed the star quarterback. <laughs> Who was the female Yellow Jacket?
1: Rita Demera.
0: What villain made the most appearances in the 1960s Batman TV series? Catwoman, Joker, Riddler, or Penguin? I think well,
1: that's a tough one. I mean,
0: you had I three different three people play different Catwoman. Cat
1: yeah. But Riddler had two
0: different suits. He did.
1: And two different actors. Remember, John Aston played Riddler one. I'm going to say Riddler. Wrong. Joker.
0: Correct. 22 episodes, followed by the Penguin, 21 episodes, and the Catwoman, only 13 episodes.
1: Penguin.
0: What is the thing's catchphrase?
1: Uh. There's a couple of them. Probably it's clobbering time, but there's also what a revolt and development this is.
0: Uh, Which Avenger was originally meant to be the Bride of Ultron? Yocasta. What was the name of the Joint Task Force whose primary purpose was to capture or kill the Hulk?
1: The Hulk Busters.
0: Which Justice League villain is a caveman who gained immortality after being exposed to a meteorite?
1: (laughs) Vandal Savage.
0: There you go. There you go. So out of one hundred, Matthew, you missed Vandal six. That gives you a ninety-four percent. You did a very good job. Lord, thank you very much. You, 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 you did a, But to be honest,
1: penalized me for one.
0: Yeah. Well, no, that's why I I, I didn't take count that one.
1: Is his middle name, by the way?
0: Yes. After you looked it up, sure. Um, I didn't look it up. I I can't tell. I can't see your computer screen. Um, I am actually looking. So at my here's already. the thing. I have yet to find any really hard comic book trivia online. It is impossible. I I mean, out of these hundred, I would have gotten probably probably 90.
1: 90,
0: I would have gotten at least 90 on this.
1: But some of the things that, this is the thing we, I mean, we have a particular um, level of immersion.
0: But it's also said, this is the hardest comic book quiz. Uh huh. And this is this is not it. I I looked at a couple of others. I probably should. I bet you I'm gonna contact Brian Ibbett. I bet he has some good comic book things that he's used in the past that uh that you might be able to pull in. Ibbet. Ibbit is a fun
1: word because it sounds like you're saying something but you're not.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I did a review, Matthew. Do you have something that you wanna talk about this week?
1: I do. And it's fascinating to me because uh You know, uh, regular readers know I do the retro review at Major Spoilers. And part of that is because I'm not good at seeing things in a regular fashion or in any way timely. But there's a there's a great new show that I've been watching on the Netflix, Stephen.
0: Is it? uh, What is it?
1: Avatar, The Last Airbender.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My youngest, he used to have this on loop when it first came onto Netflix a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. uh, He would play Avatar almost nonstop. And then I said, if you like Avatar, The Last Airbender. You yeah. should check out the Legend of Korra. So he and I watched Legend of Korra together all the way through for the uh, you know the first time through. Right. This kid is on nonstop. I bet he is on his tenth time. He just finished up season four today, the last uh, episode. I think that's that's the tenth time he's watched this series. Wow. But you you have watched the Adventures of Ang and Toph and uh, uh, the other one and the one he Sokka. marries. Yes. Ahsoka and, and
1: Katara. I'm, I'm yes. halfway Katana? through season two. Yes. We've just gotten to the point where they finally made it to Singsei. Uh-huh. Uh, Appa has been captured by bad boys. Oh, no. And my favorite character in the whole thing is Uncle Iroh.
0: Yeah. Uncle Iroh was really cool. I, I liked him a lot. Uncle Iroh
1: was amazing.
0: Have you, have you watched um, Legend of Korra at all? No. Okay. Um Then I won't, I then I won't spoil it. I will not watched it either. I I won't spoil it uh, about the Uncle Iroh appearance later on. But um, yeah, Uncle Iroh is really cool. He's the one that basically is like, doesn't care about your feelings. He just tells you, tell you as it is or what it is.
1: And the thing that I really love about Iroh is he's always, he's always like, oh, I am a frail old man. Please do not hurt me. Oh, you got close enough. Now I'm going to breathe fire in your face and kill you all. Um, But I I love the fact that throughout the first season, they kept setting up these little moments, these little jokes, and it all pays off in the middle of season two. He's like, oh, I've lost my white lotus tile. And then all of a sudden, that's something entirely different when they finally almost get to the city. Uh, I have not gotten to the episode that everybody tells me will break my heart with Iroh, but I'm like two episodes from it.
0: Well, let's just say... Hmm. I'm just yeah. going to not say anything. Well,
1: I, I know that Iroh lost his son because they talked about it in season one, and that's how Ozai convinced their father to over or possibly overlook uh, Iroh as the new Fire Lord. So we know that he lost a son, and we know that he's trying really hard to support his idiot nephew in whatever his idiot nephew wants to do. But the, the moment that cemented him as my favorite character in history is that moment after we first met Azula. Although, mm-hmm. I found out something else, too. Uh, Azula, you know how we don't meet her until season 2 Mm-hmm. Technically, that's not true. Azula's the firebender in the open, so she's been in the show since episode one. They literally put Azula in the opening of the show. Yes. And I'm like, Whoa. But yeah, there's the moment where Azula attacks Zuko and Zuko's mad about it. And he says to Iroh, he's like, I know what you're going to tell me. She's my sister and I need to be supportive and try to love her. And Iroh's like, no, she's crazy and she has to go down. I'm like, yes, yes, uncle, you are the best. I want an uncle like that.
0: Yes. Well, have your tissues ready. Oh, I'm sure. Get ready. Also uh, just just so you know uh in uh in uh, Korra in um um the um uh, whatever it is the avatar Zuko's uh, grandson is named Iroh. Aww. Uh, yeah, after his great great after his great granduncle. And we do see sweet. uh general Iroh again um in the form of the great grandson in Legend Korra but we also see Iroh in Legend Korra too so just keep that just keep that in
1: How mind. How old is he by that point? Jeez. Um He's
0: like I, can't, I can't tell you that.
1: He's a hundred, dude.
0: I can't I can't tell you, but uh once you're done with Avatar, I'm yeah, the the, the last airbender, uh, and then you watch Legend of Korra, uh mm-hmm. then it will all make complete sense. But I'm not gonna spoil uh, it for you. Uh, personally, I like Legend of Korra more than Airbender. And I know that there is a lot of controversy, Matthew, online, where people hate Legend of Korra. And it seems like, from what I can tell, the reason why people hate Legend of Korra (laughs) is because she is not Aang. Right. And she doesn't go through the exact same struggles as Aang.
1: Well, why should she? She's a different character.
0: That's why I don't understand. If that's what people are really hating about Legend of Korra, <laughs> I don't understand that. I'll if give that you is, money if to stop is, saying
1: hate like how, that. how much?
0: How much money? How much are we talking about? Uh, Four dollars. Ne- your, your next month's paycheck? <laughs> your next month's major spoilers paycheck?
1: No. Four dollars.
0: No. So why do you think, I mean, you haven't seen Legend of Korra either, so you're going to have to wait until you see it. But I'll be very interested to see if, if you can figure out if there's another reason why people hate Legend of Korra. Uh,
1: female protagonist and
0: people. It could be it. that way. But the, from what I gather, it's people don't like her because, well, she's not Aang. And she's not doing everything that the other airbender, the, the last uh, Avatar did.
1: Right. Well, why would she?
0: Exactly. Ang
1: doesn't do the things that Kyoshi did. Yeah. Well, except for that one time that he absolutely does the thing that Kyoshi did. Yeah. Kyoshi's my favorite. I love Kyoshi. Because she'll melt everything and then call you stupid.
0: Yeah, so I think it's great. Uh, so here are the reasons why. This is on Here's an article, an article over at Cinema Blend. Reasons why people hate Legend of Korra. Tell uh, me number what. one, that Korra is a terrible avatar. <laughs> okay,
1: you know? that's, that's
0: that having different villains each season weakens the series. Meh. Uh, that Republic City is the only major setting in Korra. And that stinks. No, it's there are multiple there are multiple points, uh, major settings in Legend of Korra. The characters on Korra aren't as memorable as the ones on Avatar. I highly disagree with that.
1: This is all completely. It would have been better if we had just
0: seen the characters from Avatar all grown up rather than getting Korra. Uh, Also, we get to see all of the characters from Avatar all grown up. Uh, number six, Korra is an unlikable protagonist. Aang was so much better.
1: (laughs) Okay. These people are idiots.
0: (laughs) I agree. These people are idiots. Uh, so you are now halfway through, uh, the last airbender. What are your thoughts?
1: I really, really like it. And I feel like I'm, I'm kind of sad that when my family watched it the first time that I didn't pay attention.
0: And why didn't you? Did you were like dismissive because it's a little kid stuff?
1: I didn't really even pay attention. I never really watched enough of it to get a feel for it. And I want to say that our watch through came at about the time of the M. Night Shyamalan movie.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which may have colored my you know expectations because there was a time where I was mad about Shyamalan. Uh, but um, I feel like the part of it that sells it for me is how much work they've clearly done in the background. Mm
0: -hmm. I love it
1: when a show does tons and tons of work that you never even get to see. So you'll see moments where you're like, oh, that's what that meant 15 episodes ago. Mm -hmm. That's what this whole thing was all about at the beginning. At one point, uh, there's an episode that apparently everybody hates that I found really, really awesome uh, with the two tribes who were mad at each other and one Mm -hmm. of them was... Their leader was voiced by Renee Aubergenois, and they had to lead them through the chasm. And apparently, people are like, we hate this episode. This is such a stupid episode. And I'm like, it's so great, because it takes them out of their wheelhouse, and it forces them to try and actually understand these perspectives, and it forces Aang to try and be a leader, Mm -hmm. and to try and bridge the divide between these two idiot tribes. I really enjoyed it. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I, I, I like the fact that you can tell how... Uh, I don't want to say this in a mean way. You can tell that this is definitely an influence that Rodrigo liked. Because there, oh, there are yeah, parts yeah, yeah. of it where I'm wait, like, wow, this feels like some critical hit.
0: Wait, wait until you get to uh, Legend of Korra and then see how much of that influences that story. In fact, in fact... There are a brother sister duo in the Critical Hits show that are almost directly lifted in their attitude and their demeanor from Legend of Korra because I knew what was going on. I'm like, okay, I'll play this too, and uh, Oram and his sister in the way that they move and talk. And if you go back to some of those early episodes, when especially when you're going into the uh, um, uh, the autumn season, there's wow. a lot of stuff that I just described. Basically right out of Legend of Korra. <laughs> now, have you met uh, my cabbages yet? Yes.
1: He's been three or four times. He was actually in the last episode I saw, uh, because he was trying to get a, uh, a ride into Bossing say, but they don't allow any vegetables.
0: Yes. My cabbages. So they had
1: to, they destroyed his vegetables and my
0: cabbages. Now I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler for, uh, uh Legend of Korra. He yes. actually becomes a very successful cabbage seller. <laughs> And in, guy, uh, happy ending. yes, and in the, uh, uh, capital city or whatever it's called, uh, there's actually a statue erected to him holding up his cabbages.
1: My cabbages.
0: Yep. All right. So uh, how did we end up with this really weird? No one expects the Spanish Inquisition episode. Um, it's because Chief of what I, is fair. it's what I explained at the beginning. Uh, we only had a few people go and vote this week. On the dueling Review episode. And both of those choices got snatched. Because people don't know how to read the calendar. Got snatched by um, uh, by other reviewers at Majorspoilers.com. So, here's where you, our dear, dear listener. Become vitally important for the future of this show. You need to go right now over to Patreon.com slash Majorspoilers. And look for the listing uh, for next week's show called dueling Review for... What is it, the July 27th, 29th? Something, one of those.
1: 29th, probably. Yes.
0: Um. Yes, 29th. And then you need to go down that list and you need to find a book that you would like us to review, perhaps from Boom Studios. You would like us to review Firefly number 18, uh, Ghost in L.A., Ghosted in L.A. number 11, the penultimate issue there, uh, or from Dark Horse Comics, maybe the new Stranger Things books or World of Cyberpunk 2077. Probably not that book. Actually, next week, Dark Horse only has hardcovers and trade paperbacks coming out. Uh, DC Comics next week, we have uh, Batman Superman number 10, Legion of Superheroes number 7, and, uh, let's see, Wonder Woman number 759. Those are some books that you might want to pick. From Dynamite Entertainment, eh, uh, IDW Publishing next week has Red Panda and Moon Bear Spanish Edition Panda Roja and Oboe Lunar for only fourteen ninety nine.
1: Oba
0: Lunar! Or, I'm sorry, Oso Lunar, because Oso is bear in Spanish. I got it. Did you not know that there was a show my kids, my oldest, used to love when it was all? Secret Secret Agent Agent Oso? Secret Agent Oso? Yeah. Sleeping Beauty's number two, TMNT annual number uh, 2020, or TMNT ongoing 107. Image Comics next week has the number 11, gets a second printing, Spawn 308, and That Texas Blood, number two. Marvel Comics next week. Now Marvel has a lot of books coming out next week. Amazing Spider-Man number 45, Cable number 2, Empire number 3. We're halfway through that series already. Empire Captain America number 1 gets uh one of 3. Also Empire Savage Avengers gets a first issue. Iron Man 2020 number 5, uh Silver Surfer trade paperback comes out next week as does Spider-Man Noir number 2 and X-Men number 10. And all the rest category, Archie Comics 713 drops, as does Blade Runner 2019, number 8. And let's see, scroll down, uh, let's see, oh, we have the Dark Crystal Songs of the Seven Gelf- Gelfling-, Gelfling Clans. That's not from Boom Studios, so I don't know who's putting that one out. Maybe Titan Comics? Uh, Grim Fairy Tales, number 39. Robin Hood Justice, number 1. I just got that sent to me today from uh, Zenoscope Entertainment. And Wolfskin, One, two, and three, the platinum foil variant editions, all $5.99 right there. So there's a complete list of stuff that you can go find over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Now, I know, Matthew, that I mentioned earlier in this show that people could go and listen to this show live, but they have to become paying patron members to go and listen to the show live.
1: That is very true.
0: Do they have to be paying members to cast their vote in next week's Dueling Review poll?
1: They do not. If you are listening right now and you're not a Major Spoilers patron, you still get a voice at patreon.com forward slash Major Spoilers. Look for the sign of... No, wait, that's not right. Look for the post entitled Dueling Review for whatever next week will be. July 29th. Yes. Time is an illusion, lunchtime doubly so. So on July 29th's post, you can say, I really want you to read The Adventures of Turnip Man number 1000. And if you and enough friends say it, We can do it.
0: And providing that it doesn't get snagged by somebody else.
1: And then have our backup snagged, and then have our tertiary choices snagged, and then have someone steal our shoes and, you know, shine our shoes and eat our dog. All of these terrible things could happen, but not if you vote.
0: That's right. So what are you waiting for? Head over to uh, Patreon.com slash spoilers, and we will be back next week when you will hear Matthew say,
1: In the darkest times, hope is something you can do.
0: This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.